From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, an NFT department store, Coinbase NFT Marketplace, and what I want you to read today about ApeCoin staking. And that's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, April 21st, 2022, and I'm recording this at 10.34 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I have a couple emails that I want to get through really quick. And first is comes from Matt from Milwaukee. Hey, Matt, what's up? He says, hello, Matthew. I love the show. In the year 2140, the last Bitcoin token will ever be mined, leaving no more Bitcoin tokens to enter circulation. However, what will happen to Bitcoin at that point? It is my understanding that the Bitcoin blockchain is run by computers, which mine the coin to receive the potential reward of Bitcoin. But after no more Bitcoins can be rewarded for the mining, how would it be mined? What is the incentive to run the Bitcoin blockchain computers? Wikipedia says eventually the reward for mining will round down to zero. The record keeping will then be rewarded by transaction fees only. What does transaction fees mean? Matt from Milwaukee. Matt, thank you for the question. So really quick, there's two ways that miners get paid. The first one is in block rewards. That means every block, around every 10 minutes, 6.25 Bitcoin is rewarded to the miner who solves the problem, the mathematical problem, and adds that block to the blockchain. That's one reward. That reward used to be 12.5 Bitcoin per block, and it's going to go down to 3.15. Is that the half of it? No, I'm sorry, 3.125 Bitcoin per block in about two and a half years. It halves every four years. And so that's one incentive to mine Bitcoin. The other reward you get or the incentive you get is the transaction fees. If I send you Bitcoin right now, I have to pay a transaction fee to use the network. And so the theory is, is that once all of the Bitcoin are mined and they're out there, that this is going to be a very valuable, very valuable, I mean, not just $40,000. We're talking about like maybe $1 per Satoshi of valuable. And that mining Bitcoin or maintaining the network, processing the transactions and putting them into blocks and making blocks, that's still going to be very profitable just to do it with transaction fees alone, even if the transaction fees are lower because the amount of transactions and the adoption of Bitcoin will be global and everywhere. And also we have to look at technology over that time and the efficiency of mining. The cost of electricity could, could be way, way down or, or not existent. You know, we could be using a lot of renewables or solar or the efficiency itself because of the new computer chips that come out will just be so efficient that the cost to run them will be pretty much nothing. And all you have to do is just keep your computer on to process transactions. And maybe computers at that point, you know, your desktop at home will have integrated ASIC miners or some kind of circuit that will help anybody, the average person, mine Bitcoin for the price of just buying a laptop. So it's hard to predict what the future is going to hold for Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining. But I suspect that people are just going to be incentivized to maintain the network. And I could also see 
huge corporations or conglomerates or, I guess, um, cartels, if you will, join together to kind of consolidate large portions of the mining sector or hash rate. Anyway, it's kind of like anything that happens in the future. I think that we can speculate, but we have no clue how this is going to evolve. But I think that transaction fees, the fees of just transacting Bitcoin, will be sufficient enough to incentivize everybody to continue mining Bitcoin. Next question comes from Marty. And Marty, actually, we kind of been going back and forth about uh, different things over the past week or so. And he said he liked the response that I had a couple days ago. And so he wrote back in very, very long email. Thank you for the email, Marty. And he said this, and I have to actually, he has said two things. He said a lot of things, but I want to answer one thing. Marty wants me to make sure that instead of just saying the links are in the show notes in every episode, just remember to state the info of what you're referring to, such as the New Yorker article says this about something. And I just have to clarify for everybody who's just tuning into the show. If I don't get an article from Decrypt, because this is a Decrypt media podcast, uh, I will state it. But every news item that I read is from Decrypt.co. That's the point of the show, is to highlight what Decrypt is doing and to uh, say things about articles uh, that are in Decrypt and highlight the, the writers and the editors of Decrypt. And so everything is from Decrypt unless stated otherwise. Uh, Marty also asked if I'm going to VCon, and I'm not going to VCon. Uh, my buddy is a big collector of V Friends, but he sold his ticket to VCon, and we are just going to see what happens with these other NFT releases that are tied to V Friends. Thanks, Marty, for writing in. Um, and remember, this is the Decrypt Daily. Now, time for those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 10.48 a.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Times. We have Bitcoin on a little bit of a tear this morning. $42,512, up 2% in 24. Ethereum's at $3,145, up 1.3%. BNB is number four. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed one. Tether is number three. BNB is number four at $422, down a half percent. And USDC is number five. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Luna, Cardano, and Avalanche. Total market cap is $1.95 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41.4 and an F dominance of 19.4. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day is number 93 on Coin Market Cap. Its ticker is SCRT. Its name is Secret. No, seriously, the name is Secret. Now I'm telling you a secret, or it is secret that you have to guess. The name is Secret. Its price is $5.18. It's up 3% in 24. Its current market cap is $845.9 million. Fully diluted market cap is $986 million. Most of the secret is in circulation. Its circulating supply is $163.2 million SCRT. I bet you're wondering what the all-time high for SCRT is. Well, its all-time high was set on October 28th in 2021, six months ago. At $10.64, it's down 51.3% from there. Its all-time low was one year ago. Actually, it seems a little more than one year ago, November 3rd, 2020. It was $0.25.5. Cents. It's up 2,000% since then. You can buy it on Binance, Huobi, Kraken, Gate.io, and that's your top, top exchanges for the most part. So what is Secret? If they say it's a secret, I'm going to scream. 
Nope. Secret is a privacy-oriented blockchain. <laughs> I guess I should have guessed that. Built on Cosmos. Its smart contracts are called secret contracts. Shh. And allow dApps to use private data on secret, similar to how smart contracts operate on other blockchains. However, secret contracts transfer encrypted inputs into encrypted outputs without exposing data. This is made possible thanks to the encrypted contract states during the execution. Well, there you have it. That is secret. Ticker SCRT, rank number 93 on CoinMarketCap. And let's move over to today's headlines. British luxury department store Harvey Nichols launched an NFT space called HNNFT Vault. Since the British luxury department store, it's HNNFT Vault. And they launched this branch in the Pacific Place Mall in Hong Kong yesterday. For Londoners, they know Harvey Nichols as a 200-year-old place located in Knightsbridge. And Knightsbridge apparently is an international retail center in the city's West End. And by the way, this is the first luxury department store to exhibit and retail NFTs. The HNNFT Vault hosts a variety of top blue chip projects for exploration and sale, including CryptoPunks, Board Ape Yacht Club, Doodles, and Azuki. The majority of NFTs in the collection can be bought with crypto and credit cards. The store promises a seamless purchase journey. Prices range from 5,000 Hong Kong dollars or roughly $630 US. And that's the lower end. But it can go up to a million Hong Kong dollars or about 130,000 US at the top. Today, Coinbase, our good buddies Coinbase, announced that its NFT marketplace is officially launched. It's officially live for limited access during its beta launch. And this is six months after it officially announced its long tease plans for an NFT marketplace. Coinbase NFT is now available to select users added from the waitlist which has amassed millions of prospective members since October. According to the exchange, it will add users in order of sign-up, with plans to add everyone in the coming weeks. Coinbase NFT will aggregate listings across marketplaces, with a rep telling Decrypt that any NFT for sale on the Ethereum blockchain will be searchable on the platform. On that note, the price of 0x protocol, or 0x token, has hit almost a 5-month high because Coinbase is using it. Coinbase has selected 0x protocol to power its newly launched social NFT marketplace thanks to the protocol's ability to offer lower transaction costs as compared to competing chains. 0x is an open source decentralized exchange DEX protocol created by 0x Labs. Initially, it launched on Ethereum. It currently allows for a peer-to-peer exchange of tokens and assets across a growing number of blockchains including Polygon, BNB Chain, Avalanche, and Phantom. Earlier this year, it launched a rollout V4 version 4 of its protocol, enabling projects to offer swaps between NFTs. Similar to traditional token swaps, NFT swaps let users trade one digital collectible for another. And if you've been watching Twitter or anybody comment on Coinbase's NFT marketplace, somebody said it's a Instagram for NFTs. So basically, people are launching their NFTs and people are just commenting on the NFT and having like this social conversation back and forth. And it seems as though it's getting toxic already. So uh, let's see how long this, uh, uh, I guess, social aspect of it lasts and, you know, maintains itself. Because what I've been seeing is people or people who's been listening to NFTs are getting kind of annoyed because they're getting trolled in their comments. But anyway, we'll see how this works out. 
Binance has begun taking restrictive measures against Russian users and entities. Russian users with accounts holding more than 10,000 euro or $10,900 in cryptocurrencies will face the brunt of these measures. If an account falls into this category, it will be put into a withdraw-only mode. And this is from an announcement from Binance. This means that these accounts will not be able to deposit any funds and users will be expected to close their accounts and withdraw their funds within 90 days. This is pretty typical for Binance. If they restrict an account, they send you an email and they say, get your funds off the account within 90 days or you're going to lose them. And basically, that's what Binance.com did to all Americans when they closed uh, Americans out of Binance.com. On that note, the U.S. government today sanctioned a Russian Bitcoin miner with the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control putting Moscow-based BitRiver on its specially designated nationals list. Ten Russian-based subsidiaries of BitRiver AG, BitRiver's Switzerland-based holding company, also were added to the list. It's the first time that the United States has sanctioned a cryptocurrency mining company. The Treasury Department said this in a statement. The United States is committed to ensuring that no asset, no matter how complex, becomes a mechanism for the Putin regime to offset the impact of sanctions. Ireland's Ministry for Housing, Local Government and Heritage is drafting rules that would ban political parties from accepting Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as donations. This is a part of a comprehensive set of recommendations to build a legal and digital wall against interference in their elections. In addition to prohibiting cryptocurrency donations, the amended rules enforced by a newly created electoral commission will tighten requirements for foreign donations and give the government the power to demand that content be removed from social media platforms. Finally, what I want you to read today is a blog by Kobe, and it's entitled ApeCoin and the death of staking. And this is a very interesting case study of the ecosystem and stake coins and these cryptocurrencies that offer staking. He's evaluating this through the lens of ApeCoin, but he makes a lot of sense. And I think it is a great blog to read to kind of, I guess, expand your cautionary knowledge about what kind of bad actors or what could be happening in the space that you might not want to get into if you want to preserve your funds. And this is a quote from the article, the blog. By the way, the link is in the show notes, Marty. <laughs> the link is in the show notes. And yes, it's a bit.ly link. And yes, I can't label it because I have character restrictions. But uh, please click this link and read this blog from Kobe. The quote is, these modern staking mechanisms do not have any function in the ecosystem to which they belong. They don't do anything in any particular or technical sense. They do not make an ecosystem more robust. They are a shell game, using the name of a different thing to obfuscate their actual purpose, which is to encourage less selling. And in his blog, he has this meme there that says, at Kobe, okay, we call it staking, but actually it's not. And it's just rewards for not selling your coins so that I can do it first. Read this blog. Thank you for another day with me on the Decrypt Daily, going through all of the crypto news. It's always fun to talk to everybody about crypto news day in and day out. And I never get bored of the space. I hope you don't either. And you always can email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. I will always listen to you, but my choice of debate, my venue for debate, my venue for 
any kind of uh, criticism will be to make it into a podcast. So be warned, your email will probably be read online. Um, but most of the time, if it's criticism or suggestions about the show, I do take it uh, very seriously. And I try to make any corrections as possible because I make this show for you. And what you want is what you're going to get because this daily news is for you eh, up to a certain extent. But until tomorrow in our week in review, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>